It's episode 319 of Crack the Customer Code, and today we're pulling rabbits out of our customer experience hats. Well, based on the conversation we just had, Jeannie, I'm wondering if how you treat your podcast partner would make mom proud. <laughs> I think so. You because, think so? you know, my mom always told me, don't be a pushover. <laughs> is that what it is? You're standing up for yourself. <laughs> I'm advocating. Advocating. That's a genie's, uh, I don't know, Orwellian euphemism for giving me more work. <laughs> oh, well, what about you? What about your mama? <laughs> Proud as a peacock. <laughs> she, so, I, I told you I'm empowering you to do yes, more, well. to do more stuff. <laughs> Well, anyways, well, we've lost the thread already, Jamie. Uh, we have a fantastic guest today, and she is one of our few repeat guests. That's right. That's right. This is a second time around with Gene Bliss. CX legend. Don't not just yes. say don't just say Gene Bliss. Say CX legend Gene Bliss. Yes. Well, I called her the fairy godmother of the CX industry, so I stand by that title too. Okay. Well, that will work. <laughs> but yes, we have. Jean out uh, here and she has a new book out and it is just so cool because it is so different. It's not what you would expect from a uh, customer experience book. And we really get into uh, why it's different and sort of the lessons you can take away from it. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. It's just a fun book. And it's all about making your mom proud. And when we talk about that in the context of how we treat our customers, there are a ton of really valuable, straightforward lessons that anyone can walk away with. So this is perfect. It's around Mother's Day. And who doesn't love their mom? Everybody loves their mom. We all want to make our mom proud. So I think this is really fun. I agree. Oh, Tell us about Gene. I will do that. All right. Gene Bliss pioneered the role of the chief customer officer, holding the first ever CCO role for over 20 years at Land's End, Microsoft, Caldwell Banker, and Allstate. Reporting to each company's CEO, she moved the customer to the strategic agenda, creating transformational changes to each brand's customer experience. She has driven achievement of 95% loyalty rates, improving customer experiences across 50,000 person organizations. She is now the president of Customer Bliss, where she guides the C-suite and chief customer officers around the world on earning business growth by improving customers' lives. Her clients include AAA, AAA, right? <laughs> Johnson & Johnson, Brooks Brothers, Bombardier Aerospace, and Kaiser Permanente. She is a sought-after speaker and thought leader, the author of three best-selling books, and co-founder of the Customer Experience Professionals Association. Gene, Welcome. Hey, hello. So good to talk to you guys again. We're so happy you're here, as always. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I think this is so fun that we're talking <laughs> about this book, this incredible book around Mother's Day. And I'm curious because it's a little, it's, it's of course, wrapping up all of your amazing knowledge, but it's a little different. So I'm curious why this book as your fourth and why is it so important to make mom proud? You know, thank you. So I've been doing this work for 35 years, yikes. And what I've seen <laughs> is the arc of how important this work has become, but also how almost distant we've become in trying to get this work done. All these methodologies and frameworks and uh, tools and 
we're getting sophisticated, but we're also losing the reason we're doing the work in a way. And so, Mm -hmm. and it's also becoming so complex. And, you know, as my gift back to our community that I love and that the only reason I'm still working (laughs) is to help is that (laughs) to simplify it. And I was racking my brain. I mean, this idea for this title, I came up with like two and a half years ago. And it was, it's the standpoint of how do we create a simple guide that then drives people to go back to the core of why we're in business and why we want to deliver an experience. And then from there, I had to figure out, okay, how do I write a book around that that also gives our our community tools and the ability to make this operational and culture driving. So it was really to help, but to simplify and to, in the book, tell the story of customers' lives to make people go, yeah, I need to do that. And let's get mm-hmm. on with it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> exactly. And you know, one of the things I really like about the book is you really keep the mom theme throughout the book. I mean, it's, you know, it's not just like a catchy title. It's truly a driving sort of framework and mechanism for the book. And you have fantastic chapter titles and examples in each chapter. And one of my favorites is this one about removing the bar of soap moments from our customers' lives. <laughs> now, I may or may not have experienced those as a child. I'm not saying, but I understand where you're coming from. Well, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, the reason I wrote the chapter titles and the cha- and the chapters the way that I did was um, because I, when you read this book. I'm actually writing it, like you said, Jeannie, it's a different book. It's a different style. It almost reads like a book someone could pick up off the street because it's, I'm relating to you as a customer, but then I'm asking you also to relate um, to your customers' lives. So the second, the second major chapter is called uh, Don't Make Me Feed You Soap. And um, <laughs> it's, it's going back to, you know, um, when our when we were growing up, a certain population of us, um, you know, if we did something wrong, our mom always threatened. You know, I don't know how many times I actually had soap in my mouth, but I was threatened. And so, the point of this chapter is there are still things we do that make customers nuts. And you know, a lot of the things we do is inadvertent, but nonetheless, because our silos rule and the way we build things, we make customers nuts. These are things that give them fear, anxiety, worry, concern put their dukes up. And so um, what I say is uh, this chapter is about getting rid of the bubbles. And and then I identify in the eight major case studies, the eight most common things that still after all these years, you see on social media, you hear about um, that just get in our way of uh, having a seamless and pain-free experience. Oh my goodness. So many companies that I want to like personalize a little post-it on the front and send this book to. <laughs> I thought you were going to say so many companies who I want to wash their mouths out with yeah, soap. Yeah, <laughs> well, that too. That too. I want them to get it. Uh, <laughs> well, you do. You you not only talk about it from the mom context, but you also really do a great job of highlighting amazing case studies, really. And one of the things that struck me about this is that it's not just the big stuff, the complicated stuff that that we so often talk about. It's about everything from not, you know, gouging customers at the mini bar mm-hmm. of a hotel room <laughs> to bigger ticket things like redesigning 
how patients are greeted and welcomed and the whole area that they come into at a medical clinic. So I'm curious, after going through all of these amazing case studies, what are some of your favorite examples of what would make mom proud? Well, you know, thank you for that. You know, the four, can I just say the four major chapters and then maybe get into one, Absolutely. one or two of them? So the, the mm-hmm. way the four chapters are is be the person I raised you to be. And this is about enabling people to bring the best version of themselves to work. Um, one of my favorite examples is what I call trust the front line to extend grace. Let policy and the golden rule collide. Um, because what we do is um, we hire people and then we wrap them up with all these policies and rules that can't possibly cover a customer experience that a frontline person who has the right information, the knowledge, and is trusted to give wiggle room. Uh, so one of my favorite examples in this that chapter is Val Resorts, and they have re- eliminated a series of statements that people can't say to customers, like, if that's our policy, I don't know, you know, all mm-hmm. of these things. And instead, they trust, they hire people uh, to deliver what they call the experience of a lifetime. I love that one. Um, and and then there's others in that chapter. But, you know, I think that that one is is really interesting. And it's, it's very simple. Um, Cleveland Clinic does an amazing job around dignity. They, and, and what's interesting about this is that when we deliver these experiences, people frequently will think this is the soft stuff that will happen if you just say, go be nice or care, but it has to happen in a series of deliberate actions. So at Cleveland Clinic, they did three things to start to show up as a caring company, which has in 10 years propelled, propelled, propelled them to the number two hospital in the United States. Number one, they created a do not pass zone for everyone. You know, if you're putting flowers out or you're a doctor or you're a janitor or you're a tech taking blood, if you walk by a patient's room and the call light is on, if you see a call light, you can't walk by the room. You have to go in. The second thing they did was they they, they created and call now everyone, all of those categories of people, caregivers. So now they're elevating people's roles. So they did a they did a very simple action that said to everyone, this is who we are. Simplicity in these tactics, like you guys have just said, flip the switch. And what we don't realize is you have to be very deliberate. So it was very deliberate. Here's a f- simple switch we can flip for everybody. Now let's elevate everyone's role to caregiver. And hire only people who have those characteristics. And then finally, they also united caring so that when they round now in the hospital and visit patients, they unite all of the different specialties so that the patient and the family isn't knitting it all together. The tech is there and all the different um, specialties round together so they take care of the whole patient. And that shows up as we're a company of caring people who care for you. And and that's why these case studies have been very important. I curated them deliberately to deliver tactics, but also help with the overarching reasoning and approach that these companies take that have put them in a different place in the marketplace. Wow. Oh, I, yeah, I love that. And uh, it's, it's amazing 
how, how much uh, companies are able to differentiate with patient experience right now because the, the gamut of experience is so uh, wide and there are so many poor experiences still. And uh, we've talked about Cleveland Clinic uh, before on the show, but I have not heard of those three things. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And I want to I actually want to dig into the first thing a little bit, Gene, which is the do not pass. Mm-hmm. Now, we always talk about empowering our employees and you know, stripping away policy, stripping away procedures as much as possible. But then you have a rule, and maybe it's a guideline, it's, not a rule. Let's call it yeah. a guideline. But uh, like, do not pass. And that reminds me of the old 10-5 rule from retail, right? You, uh, if, you, if you see somebody, you're 10 feet away, you smile and acknowledge. Or if you're with five feet, you greet them. And it's just sort of a guideline for people to acknowledge. How do you feel those things have a place today, you know, sort of juxtaposing them or balancing them with empowerment and with well, freedom. See, what, but what's interesting is if you just say do not pass and to them, it, it wasn't, it's not a rule in that way. It's care, you know, care for the person. And, but what they did was they also put in training into place. They, they give people the ability and the purpose of being a caregiver to customize and personalize how they walk into a room, how they care for someone. So the rule, and again, that's what they did 10 years ago to kickstart their, their transformation. So 10 years ago when it was, um, not part of their DNA and their culture, that's how they began. And I think these things are not as much rules, but like what you said, Adam, uh, it's a guideline and it's actually clarity. Um, no, you know, our patients are so important to us. We don't want someone sitting in the bed alone waiting for the call light. But now when, when I talked to Adrian Boise, who's the chief experience officer, Dr. Boise, she said, we have actually gotten to the point where people's call lights aren't on anymore. Because we've, <laughs> we've elevated and advanced the proactiveness around how we we honor the customer. So it's an evolution. But what I wanted to to show was you need to take that deliberate path. You can't jump from zero to 100 miles an hour without putting specific and deliberate actions into place. Well, and I think that's a great point because you... Uh, you need those things when you're transitioning, right? When you're establishing culture, when you're resetting culture. And it's almost like uh, some people disagree on this, but I'm a fan of scripts early for somebody's early training because it gives them sort of the guide rails to understand. But you know, when people get comfortable in the position and they're more advanced, they don't really need them as much. I think it's the same principle, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm going to debate the scripts with you a little bit, but... Oh, nice. <laughs> Let's get some fire going. I like it. You know, I mean, for for me, I grew up at Land's End where we didn't give the people scripts, but it's more about, for me, hiring the right people and then training them and giving them the less about a script and more about information in front of them so they always have the knowledge. Um, but but it's what you're what you and I are both talking about, Adam, and we're 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 in agreement is preparation and giving people confidence. And that's the beginning clarity, um, something simple someone can do to click it in and make it their own and then permission. And, and those are the, you know, kind of the guide rails you have to go through. Those are the phases you have to go through. Um, but that's that first chapter, be the person I raised you to be, which I, I love, you know, we, we've, we've created these companies, but yet we still are boxing our people in with, with rules. Um, so yeah, that, do you want me to run through the other chapters real quick? Sure, sure. Yeah, I think that would be great. 
just give you the title. So don't make me feed you soap is the second chapter. We talked about that. Um, the third chapter is put others before yourself. This is about redesigning your business to let customers achieve their goals versus doing what we do to get what we need or want from a customer. You know, it's a paradox. People don't realize that to grow, the w- greatest way to grow is to enable customers to achieve their goals and then they will grow for you and with you. And then take the high road. You mentioned, Jeannie, these are things like, uh, you know, getting not nickel and diming customers, getting rid of gotcha mm-hmm. moments. Like here's a coupon for uh, 20% off on your meal, but it can only happen every other Tuesday. And um, when there's a full moon, right. <laughs> you know, so, so, so many fine print moments. Yes. We got a snort. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> but it's creating what I call a balanced relationship with customers. And so my goal in it, even breaking it into these four categories of, of customers' lives is to even create simplicity in how to think about the work. Well, I, I love the take the high road, which is probably why I zeroed in on that one. But the going back to the conversation about Cleveland Clinic, Dr. Boise was actually uh, a oh, guest on our show. So we'll be sure to... Yes, she's fantastic. And I was honored to be a part of the um, Patient Empathy Summit uh, a few years ago. So Uh, One of the things that struck me there was how at Cleveland Clinic, it's just like it's just like any good Mm -hmm. leadership model where every single person understands why they're there. And it's all about the patient and walking through the Cleveland Clinic. They have rotating art. They have Mm -hmm. curators who are on staff who help create space that is more conducive to the experience and healing and everything else. So we'll be sure to tie that in uh, to the show notes so people can listen to that one if they want. But I think that's something that comes across as well. And the put your, uh, put others in front of yourself. I think, you know, my mom was a special ed teacher for 20 years. And so she, I credit her with like all of us have a sense of empathy that was developed through her. But when I look at it, it wasn't about leadership, right? That's not how moms usually are. They're not drill sergeants necessarily. It's the selflessness, right? Exactly. Exactly. And so that's why that one kind of stuck out to me. But I'm curious, what's, you know, you made this book so awesomely visual. (laughs) (laughs) And there are really fun things. And there are comics and it's, uh, there's the mom lens and make mom proud-o-meter. I think I got that right. (laughs) And (laughs) <laughs> so when I when you think about all of this and the visualization of kind of what we're talking about, you know, what prompted you to put that in the book? And also what can you know, how how should we use these tools that you put in front of us? Sure. Well, and, I, you know, I made it visual because we're m- most of us, many of us are visual learners, um, but also to click it in in a variety of ways. And again, not to make it kitschy but to make it personal. And, you know, the, the interesting thing about um, the way I wrote the book is the title itself is not as uplifting as, you know, would you do that to your mother? But then the case studies I deliberately called a case study to make mom proud. And that's when the inspiration of the book, and this is what people are doing right came from in terms of I wanted to build a toolkit with very deliberate examples of things and actions that all sometimes don't cost anything. And so each of the 32 case studies, and there's 32, eight in each of the four chapters, 
Um, and then the test at the end, which I'll talk about. Each of the 32, each of the chapters has an introduction for the case study and it starts with a comic because, you know, it, I, I found that a comic, especially in these situations, can be both a salve and immediately a way to communicate what's happening. And it's simply a you can't make this up moment in customers' lives. And so I worked with a cartoonist and these are all custom cartoons. And um, at some point in time, I'm going to make these available for people so they can use them in their organization as conversation starters. But each of the 32 case studies is a complete toolkit that you can break up and use inside of your organization to move forward on one of these things. So you've got a cartoon that is a visual cue of what this is about that you'll immediately relate to as a customer and as a person and as a leader. Um, or a frontline person. Then we simply summarize. So on, honor customers' time in their clock uh, is under don't make me feed you soap. And you, you know we explain what that means. And then I get into the case study. The case study is an example of a company that did it right, that dared to honor customers' time. For example, in the lead up to that, I talk about Amazon. Amazon Prime builds their entire operation around answering two questions. Do you have what I want and can you get it to me when I need it? And then the case study in that section of that, that case study is Sweetgreen, which is um, a restaurant that honors customers' time in a very, very deliberate way. They, they operationalize honoring time. So you've got a comic, a case study, and then a mom lens to the right of that case study that lets you reflect on are you as deliberate as this company have you embedded this value and behavior of honor and time and your customer's life into your operation? So the whole thing lets you pause. Here it is. Do we really get what it is? So I've simplified what it is. So you can talk about it in your business. Then I give you a case study so it becomes operational. And then a mom lens so you can reflect and then the last chapter, the Stop the Shenanigans chapter, summarizes all of those as a an introspective quiz with a series of questions where you can go deeper into your operation and evaluate where you are. It's just a simple five-point scale. It's a make mom proud meter with a sad mom on the left that says, <laughs> oh, dear, and the happy mom from the cover. Of the, it's the same mom from the cover of the book, happy on sad on the left, happy on the right, and so proud. But it's a simple way to move from what might sometimes seem like a very oblique or fluffy part of the business that's important to customers to understanding it, creating clarity, driving conversation, and moving to action. Well, I think you made all of our moms proud. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm a mom and I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, I'm proud of you guys too. You know, I feel like I'm, I always say I haven't birthed any real children, not real children, but I, you know, I've Feel like this community is just <laughs> such an important part of all of our lives and it's um this is really why I continue to do this because I just in this book just wanted to find a way to help to cut through because this work has become so complicated yeah I think you've absolutely succeeded too I mean it's tr it's it's a unique structure you know just looking at it as an author it's truly a, a unique structure 
that I think makes it so accessible and makes the lesson so personable. So congratulations. Uh, I know this book's going to be a huge success. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners uh, where they can find it and all that good stuff? Sure, of course. Thank you for that. It's um, You can go to my website, customerbliss.com, and find it, of course. But it's everywhere. It's on Amazon. It's 800 CEO Read. It's on Barnes & Noble. Um, if you go on my website, also, I have lots of free um, not, you know, I want to give things back to you guys to, for honoring me with the purchase of the uh, book. So there's uh, several different, um, opportunities or, um, things that I have provided if you buy a number of books. And, and it was really less about buying the book and more about finding more ways to add value. So there's videos, I'm going to be on MentorBox where there's a whole series of videos of me talking about the book. Um, so lots of other value added things as well, but it, you know, you can get it on my website or all the major outlets as well. And we'll definitely have that in the show notes as well. And congratulations on the launch of this book. It's so exciting. And, you know, you've kind of been the fairy godmother of the CX industry. <laughs> so that's that's how I think of you. So thank you for waving your magic wand one more time for us. Well, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, it's been a wonderful, joyous ride. Um, and, and I'm just grateful. So thank you. Thank you for being here. And uh, thanks for the great conversation. Yeah, you guys are great. Love Thanks it. so much, Gene. It was awesome. Thanks, Gene. Well, I think if any of us use the mom lens, <laughs> uh, that can give us perspective that maybe we otherwise wouldn't have in that moment. So I love that idea. Yeah, it's a great metaphor for essentially, you know, treating customers like family, treating customers like you actually care about them, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you mm -hmm. hopefully care about your mother. And yeah, I think it's a great lens. And I think it's a really interesting just way to deliver this content. And I think, you know, the book's fantastic and I hope everybody goes out and gets it. Yes. Yes. Go out and get this book and make your mom proud and make your customers proud as well in doing so. All right, Jeannie, well, make me proud. Take us away. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Crack the Customer Code, a proud member of the C-Suite radio family. Check out business content on both csuiteradio.com and csuitetv.com. I'm Jeannie Walters, and you can learn more about me and find my blog and other customer experience content at cxcontent.com. And I'm Adam Zaporik, and you can see me trying to make my mom proud over at customersthatstick.com. Until next time, take care of yourself. And take care of your customers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.